This is Ashland Connected, sharing stories of success in our connected communities, inspiring you to get connected to Ashland Connected, a presentation of the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce, is brought to you by the Bill Harris dealerships in Ashland and Loudonville. Now, here's your host, Amy Daubenspeck. Hi, Chamber friends. Today on Ashland Connected, we are going to talk about leading the way. And today, my guest is Stacy Sheeman, Executive Director of United Way of Ashland County. Welcome, Stacy. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So let's get right into it. Why don't you give us an overview of United Way and what's going on in your world right now? So United Way in our county, all United Ways are a little bit different, and I don't know that everybody knows this, but we are our own 501c3. So we're our own organization made up of a board of directors and myself as a paid uh, staff person, and then we have two part-time staff and then volunteers. And our role in this community is to raise funds on an annual basis for partner agencies that we've brought on board because we think they're solving a critical issue in Ashland County. So unique to our county, not unique to other counties. And so we work hard all year long to raise as many funds as we can so that those partner agencies can have the programs that they've applied for funded on an annual basis. And so we do a lot of outreach activities, a lot of education activities, a lot of direct fundraising, special events, um, and then we like to do community events too, like we just did K-Connor at Day of Caring. So we're out and about in a lot of different ways in the community. So how many partner agencies are there in United Way? There's 14 partner agencies, and then there's 24 programs. And we really try to make sure when we are doing the allocation process, which is a community volunteer-led process, they are the ones that are making the decisions about which agencies are funded and which programs are funded. I think a lot of people think that I'm the one that's doing that, but really I help just facilitate that process, bring information and feedback, but they're the ones that are deciding who's getting funded in the community because it's the community's united way. So there's 14 partner agencies currently, um, and then there's 24 programs across uh, those 14 partner agencies, and they serve the community in a variety of different ways. So can you explain to me what the difference is between a partner agency and a program? So partner agency is the actual organization. Um, depending on the size of the organization, they might have multiple programs that are being provided. A good um, example would be Access. They're a smaller organization, so they have one program, and that is to make sure that, you know, Families who are experiencing homelessness or finding stability. And so that's one, one program. It's their one agency. But then another agency, Appleseed Community Mental Health, has three programs that we fund. They're a much larger organization. They're serving the community in a lot of different ways. So they have three programs that are funded by United Way. So it just really kind of depends on the size and the scope of the agency and the diversity of how they're serving the community. And so what is the process for them to request funds then? Annually, not only do we run an annual campaign, but annually we ask for, and we're on a two-year cycle now. So the full-blown cycle looks like this. They do a full-blown application. They have to submit for every program for which they want funding. They themselves have to be a 501c3. They have to have a board of directors. 
they have to be provide us financials so that we can see how well or not well that they're doing because we want to make sure we're investing dollars into a stable organization. They have to submit some policies and procedures that they have. We want to make sure that they're an actual organization that's providing service. And so we're really vetting them. We, they also have to um, submit goals and outcomes, track data um, across an annual basis. And so they've, they apply with a full application every year. And anyone that has an organization in Ashland County can apply on this two-year cycle. It's a longer process that first year of the two-year. And then in year two, we are just simply going back through and vetting the ones that have been selected in that first year, if that makes sense. So making sure that they are adhering to what they said that they were going to do. There haven't been any program shutdowns or things that have changed that would make the committee need to make a different decision or a different maybe funding level decision. Uh, And so that's done kind of on a two-year basis now. So how long does the campaign last? So that's a great question. It's kind of moved over time. I know a lot of people remember 20 years ago when it was really, you you launched in September and you were done at the end of November and it was over. And for a lot of United Ways, it's moved to almost a year-round model. We are definitely in the thick of it from August when we launch our pace setters. We have all of these words that start with P. It's very confusing to people. <laughs> so our pace setters are early adopters of the campaigns, businesses and organizations in Ashland County that have committed to running a campaign within their organization. They set a goal amount, they determine how much they're going to raise, and they do that before the campaign is publicly kicked off to the community. Or they've set their goal and they know they're going to raise it before the end of the year is out. So that's that launches at the very end of July, but it's kind of quiet to the community. And then we have our public launch, which is in September, where we say, okay, this is what the pace setters have committed. Um, some of them are complete. Some of them are still in progress. So we announce that to the community. And then we always hope to have the campaign wrapped up by mid-December, it just never happens. And that's an okay thing because we want our businesses, they have busy cycles for their business. And so we don't want them not running a campaign because it doesn't align with what they're doing internally. So, you know, a lot of times we are still getting packets in and being informed of what's happening within businesses in January and February. By March 31st, we're complete. There, There's not a lot of big things that are coming in. We have things that trickle in all year long, but the the majority of the campaign is complete by that time. And what is what do these pace setters do to encourage their employees to give? Well I think the one you know they're really successful as long as they're you know adhering to what the culture is of their own organization. So everybody does something different. It's it's wild to watch to see how they're doing it. We've had places that are doing like we lump all of our uh, our partner agencies together, also are a pace setter. And so we've had um, a pie eating contest that was done by them. Charles River did um, a duck race out at their place and they raised $1,000 just with the duck race. They ran five heats. It was, you know, one of those things where they just, people were in competition to buy the last ducks to see if they were going to win or not. Coldwell Banker has held lemonade stands and then they brought food trucks in. Bendon did a coffee truck and pastries for us. I mean, they do a lot of just 
internal things. And then people will run, AU does a genes day. They also did a dip day. We have a lot of things that surround food. We like to eat in this community. So <laughs> you did a dip challenge. So it was savory and sweet. Spring Smith did a car wash for us. And so those are things that are kind of above and beyond what their internal employee campaigns are, where that's filling out your pledge form that people are doing, organizations are doing above and beyond that, really trying to generate some energy and goodwill and fun for the campaign. And those are the campaigns that do best when it when it feels fun. And there are businesses that do this regardless of whether they're a pay setter yes. or not, correct? You guys just did that for us. <laughs> So, I mean, I think that those those are the things like when we have businesses that feel like, yes, United Way is really important to our community. So we're going to help them and we're going to do it in a fun way that also kind of educates the community about what we're doing. I mean, you guys just held your hot dog eating contest, which is very new. No one has ever done that for us before. I don't know of any hot dog eating contests in Ashland County at all. And so you guys led the way with that one. And that was a very fun it was, it was. We're already trying to figure out how to make it better for next year. Yeah. So to be a paysetter, I mean, that's the early adopters, but we have organizations and businesses that are all running campaigns that are doing it in a different way. I just met with Kingston yesterday and they're doing, again, it's food, mac and cheese contest um, to see who makes the best mac and cheese. And, you know, you get to give a little donation so you can taste all the different kinds of mac and cheeses. And then you get to, Oh, we'll be yeah. there. <laughs> For sure. It's just, I think it's just coming up with fun things. I mean, I think some of the more corporate facing organizations, they'll run a jeans day or a tennis shoe day. And people love that because they get to dress down for the day. So it really is about like embracing what your company who they are, what they stand for, and you know what can be done to make it kind of a fun thing. It's always like a pep rally is what I kind of say, like doing a pep rally for United Way. So, you know, we, we come up with all these fun ways to, to raise money, but what it really comes down to is the individuals and the families that benefit yeah. from, from those dollars. And I know you've talked about uh, different individuals that wander into your mm -hmm. office. And those stories are just, they just really resonate with me. Would you be able to share one of those? Yeah. I mean, we have things happen all the time. And I think I'm glad you brought this up because I think people always, you know, first and foremost, associate us with raising money, but they want to know where those dollars go. Well, they go to our partner agencies. And last year, 17,000 times families were supported by those dollars from our agencies, but we get calls. I, you know, even with 211, which is a great organization and resource, we still are getting probably 10 calls a week from people in the community that are really just struggling on and are kind of living on the edge, which I always feel like it's important for people to know, like we're kind of all one step away from disaster happening in our own homes. And so to know that there's a safety net out there and there's resources and people who really care is really important. We get calls all the time, women that are leaving a home where it's very unsafe, where there's domestic violence that's happening. And how can they do that safely and quietly and getting them kind of pointed in the right direction? We have a lot of people that are behind on rent. Inflation's been hard for everyone. And so I feel like there's a perception out there that people that are getting services are just 
out there with their hands out. And that's not true. We serve a lot and our partner agencies serve a lot of what I would say are the working poor. I mean, they're going to work every day. Sometimes they're making too much money to get the supports that they need in terms of childcare or food subsidies and benefits um, or subsidized housing. So they're paying for everything out of pocket and there's just nothing left by the time they get paid. Everything's gone. And so their car breaks down and then what happens? They can't go to work um, and then they lose their job. So it, it, it can be a snowball effect. And so those are the things that always, there's things that are always much more tragic that can pull on the heartstrings. But for me, the things that pull on my heartstrings the most are the people that are out there trying their hardest every day and are working hard and, you know, still have these obstacles in front of them that are stopping them from really living a life where they're thriving. They're just are really in crisis all the time. And that to me is really heartbreaking. We'll be back with more from our guest, but now let's hear a word from our sponsor, Bill Harris Dealerships. At Bill Harris Dealerships, we are proud to be distinctly different. Always guided by our core values, we are committed to providing you with a top-rate experience every time you step through one of our doors. Our service and sales teams are staffed with automotive experts who love providing meaningful service to everyone who visits one of our three dealerships. So whether you're looking for a brand new Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or something from our always changing used inventory, you can depend on Bill Harris Dealerships to always be there for you. Yes, it definitely is. And we're very fortunate that we have such a generous community that, that steps up to the plate and gives to United Way every year to help the people that need it most. Absolutely. We have a lot of generosity in our community. I mean, there's a lot of campaigns that are being run for capital campaigns and other entities in town that also fund. And we are very supportive of them as well, because collectively us all working together just makes for a stronger community. But for us, our donor does not look like a million dollar donor most times. Our donor is a $250 donor. Those are most of the gifts that are coming in. And those are getting paid out over a 26 week pay period. And so we are, to me, those gifts mean more than anything because that's a stretch gift. People are doing that out of their paycheck and giving up those dollars instead of, you know, going out for dinner or, you know, things that are fun, getting that cup of coffee, they're, they're donating to us instead. Those are really meaningful gifts. I love my payroll deduction. Yeah. It makes it <laughs> much so, easier. It's just so easy. Yeah. Yes. You don't miss it yeah. after a while. Yep. I do. No, not at all. That's fantastic. Uh, so tell, please tell me how being involved in our chamber has helped United Way. I mean, just the visibility and the connections. I mean, there's so many different ways that you all help. And I feel like it's across the board for everyone. But really, it's the, the, the connections between the organizations, the promotion in the community. And you guys are just such a support to everybody. And I think, too, like if I'll say, well, I don't know so-and-so, you guys can connect to the to the next right person. And that's really helpful. And I think you you know, your team is wonderful and you really position yourselves as connectors in the community. And I think that that's probably the biggest support and help in terms of being a chamber member because you don't know what you don't know. True. 
That's true. And that's why we call it Ashland Connected. Yes, Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> look at There we go. So for our listeners, if they wanted to donate to the United Way campaign, mm-hmm. how can they do that? They can do it every day. No, I'm just kidding. They can go <laughs> to the website, um, uwashlandoh.org. And we have a brand new web site um, that Spire created for us. So that's been nice and it's working very well. So that's great too. And just go and pick uh, the donation page and you can give your donation that way. Or you could go try mac and cheese. When is the mac and cheese event? Mac and cheese event. I don't have the flyer in front of me. Hmm, Sorry. November 20th, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I I plan on eating mac and cheese that day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't like mac and cheese right right i mean it's, it's a staple in our house for sure exactly and you have some other events coming up we do we have holiday happenings that is um on december 6th that is thursday right i keep on doing last year's date and this year's date hold on i want to make sure that i've got this correct sorry everyone <laughs> December 7th, see, last year was the 6th, December 7th, up at the university. It's a live and silent auction. And then there's a lot of other fun things that you can do as well. There's a champagne game that's supposed to be bigger and better this year. We're working on the details right now. Um, We're doing a bourbon game. There's surprise uh, stockings where you give $30 and you don't know what you're going to get. It can be anything from, it, it's equal to a $30 value, no matter what. So you're doing an exchange for sure, but we've got a couple fun items in there as well that are worth upwards of a hundred dollars. So that's fun. And then, you know, you get to watch Andy White do run the live auction and he's the best of the best across the nation. So it's just fun watching that happen as well. So it's, we always say it's like having a holiday party that you don't have to clean up in your own home. So come and nice. eat and uh, tickets are online, same website, just go to the event page and you can get signed up to go to that. The tables are starting to roll in already. So we're hoping to have a good crowd. And my favorite event is night at the races. Do we have an, a, a date for that yet? I do not have a date for that yet. Um, it'll either be late February or early March, but it, that is a super fun event. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's very low key and easy and interactive and it's different from what we do in other times during the year. And it's just, we really love it. That's kind of our last push for dollars for the campaign. And it's turned into a really great event and AYP helps with that. And so we're really thankful to them. They help with holiday happenings as well. Um, And so those events wouldn't run as smoothly without their help. That's awesome. And then you have raffle baskets available as well, correct? You have raffle baskets. Those are also on the event page. Um, There's a variety of things. There's a lotto tree. There's a purse. There's a walking treadmill pad, which I think I would be a disaster at. I would totally fall on my desk, but I know a lot of people love them. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a ninja ice cream maker. There's all sorts of really good things. They're all worth valued at. $250 or more. And those are donated either by sponsorship or by businesses in the community to help raise funds for the campaign. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you want our listeners to know about the United Way campaign? I'm really thankful to the donors and for everyone who participates in the campaign to make it successful because, 
you know, to me, the thing, if, if United Way were to go away, it would affect a lot of people. And so the success of the campaign is really a community success. Um, when we all make the campaign, you know, hit that goal, we really are moving everyone towards a place of thriving in our community. Um, and our partner agencies, I say it all the time because I really mean it. I'm a social worker by, you know, heart and background. That's where I started my career. And so I really have a deep passion for what they do and understanding of what they do and how hard it is. And so those dollars really make a huge positive impact across our community. So I hope the donors know how much not only are we thankful, but how much impact they're making. They're really investing in their community when they're making those donations. All right. Okay, so we're going to start wrapping up, but I don't know if you've listened to any of my podcast interviews before, but I have three questions for you. Okay, I have listened, but I don't remember this part. Yeah. So I did. Okay, my- so. This is the three-question lightning round. Okay. And these are fun questions. These are, oh, how does Stacy's mind oh, work? Geez, it depends so on the day. So, <laughs> so here we go. Are you ready? Uh-huh. How long would you last in a zombie apocalypse? Um, one second. <laughs> <laughs> Approximately. That's how all. long does it take to die from a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no snakes involved. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I have a really strong fight or flight. So I don't know. It really kind of depends on the day and where it would be because I can take off fast. There you go. You'd last more than a second, I believe. (laughs) At least 10. Maybe, yes. After running, like (laughs) sprinting a mile at a very fast pace because I would be so scared and the adrenaline would hit. And then I probably would have a heart attack and die. Okay, so question number two. Uh-huh. What is the best thing you have purchased so far this year? Ooh, that is a good question. Mmm. I don't know. Oh, I traded in my car and it got it has a sunroof now. So that actually and it has the steering wheel heater, which I love, especially on a day like this. So I will say that my car has been the best purchase of the year. Fantastic. All right. We got one more. Ready? Uh-huh. There are now 25 hours in a day. How do you spend your extra hour? I think it just depends for me, but I would probably spend it doing the same things I do now. It <laughs> <laughs> depends on the day and how much energy I have. So it would either be doing some fun fun projects that I like to do or reading or sleeping because I like to sleep. So uh, sleeping an extra hour would be on that list. That would, that was probably be my answer. Sleep. Uh (laughs) We work enough, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to be wrapping up here. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Bill Harris dealerships for being the Ashland Connected sponsor this year. I'd like to thank Stacy for being our guest today. And thank you to our listening audience for listening to the Ashland Connected podcast. Uh, you can find it and the other episodes from this year on our website, ashlandoh.com, on ashlandconnected.com, 
Um, you can also find it on Spotify or any other um, podcast platform that you choose. And by the way, uh, before we go, let's talk a little bit about our Chamber's Ambassador Program. Uh, the Chamber Ambassadors are volunteers who serve as public relations liaisons for the Chamber and provide event and administrative support. With limited staffing here at the Chamber, we can sometimes use an extra hand when it comes to running large events. Our ambassadors are our go-to lifeline when it comes to running these events successfully. They also serve as an extension of our team and we do when we do member visits and cost of living index research. So if you're interested in becoming a chamber ambassador, you can contact our office or submit your interest right on our website at ashlandoh.com. And with that, this is Amy Dobbinspeck signing off and I look forward to connecting with you soon. This has been Ashland Connected. Catch more episodes monthly on ashlandconnected.com, ashlandoh.com, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Ashland Connected is brought to you by the Bill Harris dealerships in Ashland and Loudonville and by the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce. The Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce is here to help Ashland businesses get connected to people, services, and benefits to help your business grow. For more information, call 419-281-4584 or visit ashlandoh.com. For more information, this has been Ashland Connected, a service of the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce, a Bryan Media production.